And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hard to ask, but especially with this injury, and you could see Steph testing it out. He didn't have his full apparatuses on his ankles, so just really doing some morning testing. But they're going to need more from him. And it's not because he's not delivering. He's been the best player in the series so far. It's just that the other facets of the Warriors' offense are not working. Curry now has Williams on him, looking to unload it. Flips it up, shot is good! Steph Curry dancing, prancing, and puts it in. And the Warriors up by three. Ding, ding! How about we can just watch basketball? Welcome to the Daily Ding. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. An incredible game four of the NBA Finals. Steph Curry just gets a stranglehold on the Celtics team in game four. Here to break it all down with me, I've got my good friend, Will Guillory. Will, what's up? Man, we've been talking all playoffs about all of these blowouts, all of these games where it's over in the fourth quarter, where we we can start recording the pod halfway through the third. And we, I, man, this was just a great, great, great game. Great fourth quarter, all-time great Steph Curry. Uh, just everything you want in the NBA Finals game. Yeah, early on in the fourth, it felt like the Celtics had this game. And... Warriors call a timeout. They get a couple of possessions, and Clay Thompson hits a three, puts the Warriors up 95-94, and really the Warriors don't look back from there. And part of that is Steph Curry was an absolute flamethrower in this game. He had some just absolutely ridiculous shots. I mean, he was just impossible tonight. He finished with 43 points, 10 boards, 4 assists, on 7 of 14 from 3. I mean, he was he was the reason. It felt like Steve Kerr was just trying a bunch of stuff. Like, we saw Bielitsa in the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, he was pulling Draymond in and out of the game there at the end of the game, trying to see if he can ignite the offense. But honestly, it all came down to the reason that it worked is because Steph Curry. Like, that's it. Exactly. That's the reason. I mean, this is what... You know, we you want to see in the NBA Finals an all-time great player in a moment where his team needs a win. I mean, everybody was kind of saying going into this game, hey, if Boston goes up 3-1, it's probably over, right? Uh, we all kind of felt that way after game three. And to see him step up the way he did, like you said, where Draymond's, again, not having a great game. Clay got off to a slow start, and it just felt like they were kind of fighting uphill the entire game. And Steph just kept a minute just hitting these crazy leaning shots he's hitting shots with guys draped over his back he's pulling up coming off of these screens he looks like he's barely even looking at the goal and he's splashing it i mean just a a unbelievable game from one of the all-time great players and i think we have to have the discussion you know it could this possibly go down as his greatest playoff performance ever i mean it's not his playoff career high he had 47 in the finals uh against toronto where that was a game where clay didn't play and kd didn't play uh but like i said man just the circumstances where it felt like the warriors had their backs against the wall and he comes out with 43 points 
on the road. I, I think it's up there for one of the greatest games he's ever played. I mean, you stack that with he was hurt coming into this game. Right. It was like a question of of what he could even do, like what the mobility would be like after that like giant eight car pileup that happened at the end of the last game. And man, he looked great. He looked great from the start. He was fired up from the opening minutes of the game and was in control for most of the time. And a lot of it was the just the way that he played. And then also, man, the Boston Celtics went absolutely cold at the end of this game. There, There is a world where this game looks a lot like game one, mm-hmm. where Boston just ignites in the fourth quarter. Because they had this kind of the same open shots that they did in game one, but like Derek White wasn't hitting them and Al Horford wasn't hitting them. And, you know, credit the Golden State Warriors defense tonight because they really just didn't allow Jason Tatum to get the airspace in the fourth quarter. He had five shots in the fourth quarter. He was one of five and did not get the looks that he would have wanted. And honestly, like the last five minutes, where was Jason Tatum? Like I yeah. kept asking myself that. Like where where is he? It you felt know, like what, he didn't even have what's the ball going on that here? much. It felt like no. most of the offense was running through Jalen Brown as smart, which was weird. It was a lot of Tatum watching from the corner, which was really strange. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, credit to Jalen Brown. I thought he played a good game, but the end looked pretty ugly. I mean, the Celtics were still in it, and then he fumbles the ball out of bounds in the corner. Uh and he also had, a, had another turnover in the fourth quarter that just is a – it's kind of a cl- becoming like a classic Jalen Brown turnover, but it's just like a ball-handling turnover. Yeah. And that's what that's what killed the Celtics. If they, if they have more than 15 turnovers in a game, it's a really tough for them to win. They had 16 tonight. And it's – they're just – they're just not going to win games. And the Golden State Warriors turned the ball over a lot too. However – they they had their guy on. And if the Celtics had 43 from one of their guys, I think it would have been their game. But this was this is the Steph Curry game. And one thing that will Steph Curry will overshadow is how good Andrew Wiggins was. Ooh, I had it written down. Because Shout out Wiggins. He was great, man. Not I mean, he had a career high 16 rebounds, three of those offensive boards. But Early on, when there was nothing going on for the Warriors, it was Wiggins. He was cooking in the first half, and he hit a couple pull-up threes. He was driving the lane. He was pushing in transition. He played a fantastic game from start to finish, and he was part of the reason why we're asking the question, where is Jason Tatum? Mm-hmm. Because he was the guy covering Tatum in that second half. and in the, I mean, he was phenomenal on both ends tonight. He did an excellent job. There were a couple times where Tatum tried to, you know, big boy him down in the post. Wiggins wasn't having it. And what I love so much about his his game tonight is what's the one thing we complained about so often throughout Andrew Wiggins' career is his lack of intensity, lack of aggression. Mm -hmm. I I think tonight he played with so much aggression, attacking the boards, getting downhill, you know, running over people in the paint. There were a couple times where the Celtics were calling for charges on Andrew Wiggins' uh, drives, Refs weren't giving it to him. I just love the way he, he just played with consistent aggression tonight, with consistent physicality. And you just see when he brings that, he's such a talented player. He's got such 
much. He's so gifted, you know, athletically, the things he can do on the court. And when he's playing with that mentality, uh, I mean, it's just an excellent game from him, excellent game from Steph. I want to give those guys the credit, but I just can't help to feel like the Boston kind of blew this game. I still feel like those last yeah. five minutes, ABC put up the graphic. Uh, Boston, Boston got outscored 17-3. to three. You know, went one of eight from the field. That one shot was the, the Al Horford corner three when they were already down by six. It just felt like the game was right there for the taking, and they just let it slip away. Just a bunch of long three-pointers early in the shot clock. Uh, not a whole lot of down downhill movement uh, with their offense. It, it just felt like it got very stagnant there, and it, you it kind of you can kind of see the pressure in the building, right? It, it just felt like those guys yeah. kind of froze up in a huge moment when it, it was kind of there for the taking for them. And now it's heading back to San Francisco, two-two. If this thing goes seven, two games in San Francisco, it feels like the Warriors went from, you know, on their way out to, to maybe they're in the driver's seat now, you know, heading into game five. It does feel that way. I mean, the Warriors really closed this game out by looking like the Warriors of old. You know, Steph hit a floater to put the Warriors up. Curry then hits this three, this monster three that lit Twitter on fire with about two minutes left in the game. Brown pulls back. Brown drives again. Horford a straight on three. They've had some good looks, but the threes won't go down as Curry comes the other way. Curry to Green. Back to Curry. Step back. Three-pointer. Bang! Steph Curry drills the three. That's a six-point Warriors lead. Timeout Boston. And then... Once the defense, you put two on the ball, Draymond was still in the game at this point. And this is where Draymond is at his best. Draymond gets the ball, drives, and dumps off a pocket pass to Looney, who gets a wide-open layup. Like, that's Warriors basketball to me. It's like Steph Curry bending the defense so much that they have to throw everything at him, and then Draymond can actually be Draymond. Because the rest of this series and the rest of this game – Draymond was terrible. Like they were defensively, they were going right at him. Offensively, he couldn't score if he wanted to. If if he got paid a million dollars a basket, he couldn't have done it. I mean, he had a couple of Ben Simmons plays down there, right? Where he, he was did. right under the basket and he kind of hot potatoed it away to Kevin Looney. It worked for him that last bucket at the end of the game where he kind of did the same thing, hot uh, potatoed it to, to Kevin Looney, except Looney made the left hand layup. Yep. Uh, I mean, Nicole Draymond, he played like shit again tonight. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I mean, we got to talk about Steve Kerr. Uh, I mean, the guts, we're talking about a, a, a future Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. maybe, and, and Draymond Green. And they're subbing him out at the end of the game, offense, defense. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, what a decision by Steve Kerr in a moment where they kind of needed that extra juice. And, and we're saying that Draymond just wasn't there for them offensively. If anything, he was a liability for a big part of this game. And the guts from Steve Kerr to say, hey, Draymond, I know you're going to have a lot to say about this in post game on your podcast, but I got to make the right decision for the team. And again, this is this is what we talk about when we went into this series saying the championship moxie of this Warriors team, whether it be Steph, Steve Kerr, Draymond, Clay, all of these guys have been here in these moments and they know how to respond. And we saw it with Steph hitting all these shots tonight. And I think with Steve Kerr making that decision down the stretch uh, where it gave them a little bit of life and it and it, he kind of prevented Draymond from kind of sabotaging them on the offensive end, uh, which is something I don't think anybody really saw coming. No, and 
physicality has been a tell in in this series and in this playoffs. And I really thought that the Warriors were the more physical team. And you could see that on the offensive boards. This is what happened to the Warriors in game three. Game three, yep. And in this game, they had the Warriors had 16 offensive rebounds. A lot of that was Kevon Looney off the bench, was phenomenal tonight, like actually looked like he did the rest of the playoffs tonight. And then Draymond had some good offensive rebounds, and it was Andrew Wiggins. And and to me, that physicality was a huge part of why the Warriors have tied this up and now feel like, like you said, like they could be in the driver's seat heading back to Golden State. I mean, this is this is big. The Chase Center is going to be on fire for Game Five. And what's crazy? We were talking about you know them getting them big boy in the Celtics after they got big boy in the game three. I felt like they were kind of getting thrown around in the first half of this game. I mean, Robert Williams goes into halftime with 10 rebounds, a couple blocks. You know, going into halftime, I was ready to come on the pod and just get off a couple Robert Williams takes about how great he's been. He was unbelievable tonight uh, on defense, you know, swatting away shots. His timing on those block shots have been so great. Uh, but again, like we said, man, Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney, the physicality they brought, the aggression they brought on the boards, it really changed the game. And Steph was able to just hit enough shots to get them over the hump. Uh, I mean, this has just been a, a crazy series, unbelievable series. And I was super excited for game four, man, game five. I think it's going to be another all-timer because uh, yeah. you got to think, like you said, Chase Center is going to be on fire for the Warriors. But we've seen it before with the Celtics team. They, they look terrible. They make a whole bunch of dumb decisions. And then they bounce back and get it done in the next game. What was the last time they lost two in a row? I don't even remember. It's been a, it's been a minute. So I think they're yeah. going to come out with a great effort in game five. And I think this thing is it's looked like we're going seven uh, with this. And it's just been an unbelievable series uh, for both sides. Yeah, in the second half, the shooting for the Celtics was just so poor. They were four of 18 on above the break threes. 0 of 2 on the right corner, 3 of 4 on that left corner. Uh, that was our, our buddy Al. But they were just they were just horrific in the second half. I mean, it, it was just really tough. And then you juxtapose that with how the Warriors shot in the second half. And it was just it was just different. They shot almost 50% from the field in the second half, 21 of 43 to 35% for the Celtics. And to me, that's that's the story. Because the Boston Celtics have more field goal attempts. They had the ball more than the Warriors did. They just missed. It just felt like they were missing everything. And not just like in and out, like missing badly. There was just there was just no rhythm with the Celtics in the second half where this again, the Warriors felt like the Warriors. It felt like the rhythmic warriors there at the end of the fourth quarter. And and what's so insane uh, about this finals also is that I think we've gotten used to, especially over the last decade or even, even go beyond that. When we get to the finals, we're so used to seeing this, undeniable greatness kind of taking hold in the finals last year we saw it with Giannis we saw it previously with these Warriors teams and the Cavs you can go back uh with even more teams those heat teams with LeBron but this year it feels like both of these teams are so good but they're so deeply flawed as well yeah which is something we're not used to seeing in the finals with the Celtics they're just constantly shooting themselves in the foot every other game they're like 17 18 turnovers 
these Marcus Smart plays where he's driving in and then just kind of tossing it up for grabs. And then the Warriors on the other end, of course, Steph is playing at such an unbelievable level, but it feels like Steve Kerr is struggling at times to just get five guys on the court that he can trust, right? But I think their, their best players have been just so good, whether it be Steph or Andrew Wiggins or Looney. Those guys have been so good, but it, it just feels like it's been a struggle for Steve Kerr to figure this thing out. And I think, again, I... I think we're going to walk away from this final saying which one of these teams uh, will not be able to get over their big flaw. Rather, where we're used to seeing, hey, is Giannis just going to drop 50 in game six and win the finals? And it feels like that's not really here. It, it feels like one of these teams is going to walk away from this fence being like, man, we kind of threw away a great opportunity. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. A couple more notes before we go. Uh, Clay Thompson finished with 18 points on 17 shots. Hit a, hit a few big ones in the fourth quarter. And then Emi Yudoka called... A, a challenge on a play where Steph Curry was on the drive. Um, Al Horford defending. Uh, called the challenge. There's 46 seconds left. Five-point game. I like having the coach's challenge there in your back pocket there at the end. I didn't know that that was really the play to challenge, but if you're going to use it, like <laughs> time's running out to do yeah. it. Um, so it, it was cool to see a challenge in a high-leverage situation, although... It was a it was a pretty quick one. <laughs> I think you could tell pretty quickly there was a foul on Al. Yeah, that was like the Hail Mary pass right there on that challenge yeah. for sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. The Saturday Slam and Jam is next. We're talking to Jake Fisher about trade rumors and draft rumors. That's coming up right after this. So tune in for that. And Will, send us out. Oh, take me to game five right now. Ding, ding. <laughs> He's now with Lisa. Thank you, Mike. Steph, I just saw, saw you let out a big yell. What are you feeling right now? Uh, a lot of pride in our group. Uh, a lot of talk over the last 48 hours about how we can get back into the series and win in this building. Finally figured out our fourth quarter to get some stops uh, and execute on the other end. But it's crazy because I still like, feel like we can play just a little bit better. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.